Good morning. It's August 10th, and welcome to Doing Life, Daily Devotions for Finding Peace in Stressful Times. This is the audible companion of the book by the same name. Today's title is Panhandlers. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7 I don't know about where you live, but in our neck of the woods around the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there are people begging at almost every large intersection, especially those close to freeway off-ramps and underpasses. It's hot in Texas, and these folks seem to be out there with their grocery carts full of worldly possessions, their cardboard signs, and their camp chairs from dawn to dusk. Most are disheveled, obviously unbathed, often cachectic, some physically handicapped or wheelchair-bound. If luck is a thing, these people appear to be down on it. Yet, we all know some are organized. Some are merely shills, employed by those who would take advantage of the generosity of strangers with a small army of beggars working for them. Some of these panhandlers, as my grandfather called beggars, certainly have the look of those hooked on alcohol or perhaps other illicit drugs. Frequently, I have heard acquaintances and even friends who have commented on what a blight they are, that they ought to be removed, and that it's all a scam anyway, and they certainly wouldn't be caught giving them any money. After all, they're just going to head to the nearest liquor store with anything you give them. Maybe. An awful lot of them must have the best makeup artists in the world, though, because they sure look as though they have absolutely nothing, not even a sustainable portion of health. What if they are working a scam? What if they are part of an organization to take advantage of the generous spirit of a few? You won't see so many people rolling their windows down that these unfortunate souls have trouble getting to all their donors in one light cycle. Even if part of an organized effort, I seriously doubt if their salary amounts to much, and I am pretty sure that benefits don't exist. Maybe we could all think a little more about the homeless in this time of pandemic. Imagine if you had a blue-collar job that vaporized in the economic downturn. Your skills may be as limited as your education was. Now you have no income. None. Zip. And what if you have no family? Lots of people don't. You don't have to be crazy or a drug addict or an alcoholic or a criminal to end up at an intersection with a sign. You just have to have been living on the edge. When you fall off that edge, how do you climb back up if you have no way to bathe, have no new or even clean clothes, and no way to even look for a job? You certainly don't need to feel obligated to give money or a coupon or a sandwich or a Big Mac to the filthy soul on the corner. But if you're a believer, you darn well better be giving money to someone or some charity in need. But you say give a man a fish and he eats for a day, but teach him to fish and he eats for a lifetime. Really? Next intersection you come to, just hop out and teach the barefoot, toothless, smelly, filthy individual some life skills, you know, before the light changes. But you give to several charities and you tie the church. Great. How do you know how much to give? Luckily, Christ tells you in the parable of the widow's might, give it all. Okay, she might have given all that she had, but a good rule for any of us that do have a comfortable amount is give enough that it's a little more than you can spare. That means there ought to be things you want to spend money on that you really can't, 
because you gave away that much. Charity doesn't just refer to tax-deductible 501c organizations either. When a friend, a relative, a neighbor, or an employee is in distress, that may demand your generosity as well. Make no mistake, loving your neighbor means acting charitably, and those with saving faith will do so without hesitation. Jesus says his own will be known by their fruit. John 15, 1-6, Matthew 7, 16. People who don't give a little more than they feel they can spare are already acting faithlessly because they're worried about their own financial security. Remember, an anxious Christian is a confusion in terms. Matthew 6, 25. Every time you help someone who's down on their luck, you will feel your Savior smiling at you. I guarantee it, because every time you give them food and drink, you give it to Him. Matthew 25, 35. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. You've been more than generous to us with only the breath in our lungs, the shade of a tree, and the blue of the sky. Remind us, Spirit, that Christ would have us do one thing only, love him by loving others. Just as loving a spouse calls for sacrifice, so does loving a stranger down on his luck. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.